I read Vishenla County's Code of the Extraordinary Mind this week and discovered that he and I approach love and compassion pretty much the same. It's all about taking care of people. Now think about this. I've talked about diabetes a lot. Had a couple of guests on that really approached that thing with power. You know, I like to talk about having that power. But this week, I have a young lady on who is very, you know, you, you may look at young people and think, what do they know? Oh, they know. <laughs> Believe me. This week we have Lauren Tronalone on, and she's going to give you some tips on some great <laughs> recipes. Believe me, I have the book. I've tried them. It's good. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. When I say love, I'm talking about a latitudinal compassion, a liberal love attitude. This is true love. One, to feel the need to encourage and lift others up spiritually, psychologically, financially, in wisdom or action. Number two, the unchangeable aspiration that results in a commitment to behave in a lasting effort, to serve in ways that are good for, needed by, and in the best interest of the other person or persons. Number three, and oneself. Number four, it's altruism. Number five, it's compassionate, magnanimous behavior. Number six, the desire that converts to action to prepare oneself and one situation to be of the best optimistic benefit for self and others. Number seven, it is the highest power. Hi, Lauren, how are you? I am glad you made it here. What is included in your recipe book? This recipe book has recipes for everyone to enjoy. Just every ingredient in this book is so simple and easy to obtain from hopefully your kitchen, what you have now. Every recipe includes an ingredient called Keiko powder, um, just an easy way to crave and enjoy chocolate for each meal of the day. So this recipe book includes recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack. And they're all, again, just super easy and delicious recipes. Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can you teach us a recipe today that that we can use when we stop listening to this broadcast? Of course. So I know it is a little later in the day for us at least, but one of my favorite recipes in this recipe book is chocolate banana pancakes. It just contains, I'd say, four to five ingredients that hopefully anyone and everyone has in their kitchen right now. Um, It just contains a banana. Um, two large eggs, some cacao powder, and some vanilla extract, um, just to give it a little flavor. If they want a more dense banana pancake, they can add just a little bit of oats in there too. But it is just such a super quick and easy and delicious meal that I absolutely love. And I definitely love having breakfast any time of day. It is my favorite (laughs) meal of the day. So (laughs) maybe people can throw that together for an easy dinner too, if they aren't feeling like making a big meal, an entree for dinner. Absolutely. Man, that sounds good. So you're talking about Keiko. What's the difference in Keiko and cocoa? Keiko is just the main difference in it is Keiko is 
the bean before fermentation and processing. So our cocoa powder comes from a bean. It's almost like a coffee bean. And cocoa actually is raw cacao that has just been roasted and kind of processed at a very high temperature. So the sad thing with cocoa powder is the high temperature destroys a lot of the nutrients and nutritional value of that cacao. So whenever I talk about cocoa powder, it's because the huge difference is the nutritional value. Cocoa powder actually has so many flavonoids and antioxidants that are there to protect our body from aging and disease. And in fact, um, raw cocoa actually contains up to four times the antioxidants of our traditional cocoa powder. Um, that just kind of puts in a little little form for you just to show that cocoa powder is just so much more healthful and beneficial for our bodies than that raw cocoa powder. Um, so it's kind of like a superfood, huh? Correct. Um, I was just going to get into that a little bit. <laughs> so tell me about that. What allows a food to be called a superfood? Yeah. So a superfood, I like to call superfood as like a status. So for a food to be promoted to superfood status is kind of when it offers a high level of desirable nutrients when the food is linked to prevention of disease or the food is believed to offer several simultaneous health benefits just beyond its nutritional value. So keiko is a great superfood seeing as it's a food that's rich in compounds um, that's considered beneficial to a person's health. So keiko powder itself actually has a that high level of antioxidants, which is shown to boost heart health um, by reducing some cholesterol levels. It has been shown to help with insulin levels and insulin resistance, as well as blood pressure. So wow. all that information is definitely from some research articles. Just to show you a little bit that keiko is just a really great superfood and another reason why that was kind of the main ingredient in all of these recipes in the recipe book. Cool, cool. So it, it seems like you've done a lot with keiko and it's, it's really creative. Talk more about that, your, your creativity. How do you apply that in what you do? Yeah, so I think the biggest example of using my creativity is with this recipe book. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to just create recipes that have hopefully few ingredients that people may just have right in their kitchen, but making delicious food out of it that contain one, in, like they all contain one similar ingredient, which is that keiko powder. Mm -hmm. So for me to create recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, I mean, people may think that they don't want to be eating a breakfast food for dinner all the time. And that is nowhere near the case with any of these recipes in this book I have for dinner. I'll just give you an example. There's a marinara sauce in this book that does contain keiko and you may never even know um, <laughs> where wow. some of the breakfast foods are more like oatmeal and the snacks or maybe like a little granola bar. So they're, they all are just such different recipes, but they all contain one ingredient that's the same throughout all of the recipes and just very cohesive. Um, but that was kind of the main way I use my creativity. I love being able just to show you guys um, how it looked after I made it as well. So there's pictures for every single recipe in this recipe book. Um, and Ooh. of course, you can make your food look however you would like it. 
it's just using my little creative design and for the recipe book. Um, but beyond that, I feel like I've always loved being creative. Um, but that's the biggest thing when it comes to helping people and being kind of a consulting dietitian is being able to be creative and form your education or the information that you're providing to be specific to each person that you deal with, just to make it a more personable experience for them. So who are the people that use your service? Who is your target market? Yeah. So for this recipe book, this recipe book that's published right now is called Everything Keiko for Diabetics. Now, I want to stress this, that this recipe book is not just for those who have diabetes. Anyone and everyone will love and enjoy these recipes. It is not just for diabetics. The reason that this recipe book does state that it is for people with diabetes is because at the top of every recipe, it does show how many carbs, how many grams of carbs are in each recipe for those individuals to follow along with. Um, But beyond just this recipe book, I feel like I do want to target anyone and everyone. I do not have a specialty right now in my field, but just being able to help anyone just better themselves and create a healthy lifestyle is just kind of my goal for everyone. And I would love to help anyone and everyone who just has any questions or even those who have any food allergies or restrictions that they just want to get answers to or a little help with. So right now it's a very broad, (laughs) broad group. Cool. Cool. So, you know, I talk a lot about love and that meaning is in the intro and the exit of this podcast and it's basically boils down to taking good care of people so how would you and of course it's plain but let me hear your explanation of how you apply love in what you're doing when you say that you just love applying love and want to see how that's kind of portrayed is i see this as just how personable i am with everyone um so even how i mentioned i just love getting to know people and just making sure that their time with me is very cultivated to who they are and what they're looking for, just to make it a more personable experience for them so they don't think that I'm just giving this information out to anyone and everyone. It is specifically for each client themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just something I feel just kind of makes their time more worthwhile. Um, Mm -hmm. Being able to talk to someone who kind of kind of makes it more personable for them and makes that session just about who they are and what they're looking for and answering their questions, not just giving out that general information that anyone could maybe do a little deep research into. Mm -hmm. So when I think of love, it's just kind of how personable I am with everyone Mm -hmm. and making sure that they feel like they are special and that everything I'm doing is for them to better who they are and kind of get them to that healthy lifestyle that they're looking for. So how did you get started? Yeah, ever since I was little, I had a passion for food and nutrition because I was surrounded with friends and family who had food allergies and restrictions, um, myself included. This was anywhere from me being lactose intolerant to family members having Crohn's disease. And then my two best friends having some major allergies, one being a severe peanut allergy and the other one being PKU, where She has to limit her protein intake. So just kind of always having to deal with that at such a young age. I mean, when I was younger, I'd always make sure that the snacks I bring into school were 
compliant with everyone's allergies and restrictions. But as I grew up, I just realized that I absolutely loved being able to help people that had maybe similar food allergies or any other food allergies or restrictions, because that's something that I was always watching out for. So as I got older, I was able to pursue a degree in nutrition and dietetics as my major. Um, and I was able to graduate with my bachelor's of, bachelor's of science in nutrition and dietetics so I can become a registered dietitian. Hmm. Very interesting. So if someone else has the desire to do what you do, what would you suggest they do? Yeah, so the biggest thing is if you want to become a registered dietitian, start looking into schools. There are a lot of pathways for people to become a dietitian. But if you're just looking for a lower level, just getting a little knowledge and more information on food and nutrition and maybe more specifically food allergies and food restrictions with certain diseases, research is the main thing. I would say find your credible sources for research. The National Institute of Health always has research articles relating to food and diet and even just more specifically vitamins and minerals. But beyond that, generally every disease state has their own website. Um, so like the Center for Disease Control talk a lot about everything going on. I know that's been thrown around the news a lot lately. But then also there is like a specific website for food allergies and asthma. And there's other specific websites for things like Crohn's disease and maybe any other disease that you can think of. So I would just say find those credible sources um, for mm -hmm. the information you're trying to find and really just dig deep into research and just find that credible source. That's the main thing I can kind of emphasize here. Just make sure that whoever you're reading or whatever article or journal you're reading, that it's coming from someone who has a background in what you're trying to look for. Mm -hmm. So tell people how they can find you. Yeah, so I actually have a website that does actually contain this recipe book on there. Beyond that, which I hope we can link that, website to this. And then Absolutely. beyond that, I do have a social media Instagram page called Eats Nutrition. Following that, I did create a blog website called eatsnutrition.com. So those two more like the social media and blog, more to follow me, follow some recipes that I've been creating and playing with and more on what I'm doing. And the mm -hmm. other website that has the recipe book, there is actually a free book on there for you guys to click on, um, which is just kind of a great little benefit. Cool. Yeah, we'll put that website next to this blog. They'll click on it, be able to click on your picture and uh, get to the free download. Perfect. They'll have, of course, there's a shipping and handling fee. Correct. What? Yeah, the shipping and handling is nothing compared to what some recipe books can cost nowadays. And with that, you actually will get a free download for your computer or your phone or whatever you're using to purchase the book as well. So you kind of get a two-in-one. You get the actual book mailed to you and a downloaded version. So you can kind of pick and choose what you'd rather use. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, it's been fun having you here, Lauren. Thank you so much for taking out time to talk with me and share this information. For sure. Thank you so much for having me as well. Absolutely. Well, we will talk to you the next time. And you do take care. Thank you so much. You too. When I say love, I'm talking about a latitudinal compassion. 
a liberal love attitude. This is true love. One, to feel the need to encourage and lift others up spiritually, psychologically, financially, in wisdom or action. Number two, the unchangeable aspiration that results in a commitment to behave in a lasting effort, to serve in ways that are good for, needed by, and in the best interest of the other person or persons. Number three, and oneself. Number four, it's altruism. Number five, it's compassionate, magnanimous behavior. Number six, the desire that converts to action to prepare oneself and one situation to be of the best optimistic benefit for self and others. Number seven, it is the highest power.